It's time to start rallying around America's young conservatives and explore what it means to be a young Republican in the 21st century, in a world where it seems like everyone under 30 must be a liberal. These are the stories you haven't heard before from the voices of America's young conservatives. So let's find out what it truly means to be raised right. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Raised Right Podcast. I'm your host, Rayleigh Klein, a 22-year-old born and raised conservative who started this podcast as a result of being canceled by the leftist mob and her university, decided to push back, won a lawsuit based on First Amendment rights, and I'm now getting to do what I love day in and day out, and that's talking to young conservatives about their experiences and building a community for all of us where they don't feel alone. We don't feel alone. I think the silent majority has been silent too long and we feel like the black sheep everywhere we go. And it's really not the case. So I love getting to talk to young conservatives about their experiences and their lives. And this week's guest I relate to on the level of university indoctrination. You may have heard about her story already. It did make Fox News. It made, I mean, it blew up in the Twitterverse and um, is getting a lot of a lot of engagement. But it's really it's really crazy, and it has to do with her professor um, asking her to write an essay that was very left leaning. And when you hear what they asked her to write about, you're going to be disgusted with America's colleges in 2022. So, without further ado, let's welcome her on. So I'm here with Kylie Stone on the Raise Right podcast, a 23-year-old at Penn State University who recently went through this crazy assignment that she was assigned. But before we get into what that was, Kylie, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, what your major is? Yeah, so I am actually in my last semester at Penn State. I started at Arizona State University. I currently live in Phoenix. Um, But when all of the lockdowns and stuff happened, and they closed the school, I decided to move online and just kind of thought Penn State would be a better program because it is, you know, more known school. So I switched to their online program about a year ago. Um, I'm studying politics right now with an emphasis on um, philosophy and ethics and like more of like that side of the politics. But yeah, that's kind of where I am. I'm in my senior year. I was planning on going to law school, but I just, I like being in politics more. So that's why I'm working at Turning Point USA now um, and already have a full-time job there. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Awesome. And up until this point, your experience at Penn State has been mostly positive, right? Oh yeah. Way better than my experience at ASU was. I, I had a few pretty crazy teachers, but nothing like I experienced with this assignment. Um, I, I, I really enjoyed Penn State up until that assignment. Yeah. And I mean, let's just, let's just get into it. So you sit down, this is one of your first assignments of the entire semester. Yes. Um, tell us just what, what the assignment was and what your reaction to it after reading it. So this is syllabus week. I get an email from the professor that says, we're not going to have a syllabus week we're going straight into the coursework so I get on Monday night I believe and I look through all of my coursework and I see this assignment I'm like hmm this is kind of weird so I sleep on it I get into work the next day and I showed a few people that like work around me and they're like dude this is this is not okay so then it kind of spread around the office and then 
you know, we have the professor watch list program. So they actually came over and we went through the syllabus. We watched the lecture together. We went through all of the readings, like really sat down and dived into this. And they were like, yeah, you know, this assignment is beyond like, this is not okay. So he had asked us to write a paper on why the Taliban are not and have never been a terrorist organization. So for one, they were a terrorist organization. They aren't now, but at one point, the U.S. government did have them labeled as a terrorist organization around 9-11. They removed that label because they didn't want to escalate things with the Taliban in Afghanistan. So there is definitely the wording was completely wrong there. We weren't given a lot of context. So I was given a 13 minute lecture of his definition of terrorism. And the professor's whole premise of this is that because the Taliban are now an acting government entity, they are not illegally committing violence against their citizens. They're legally committing violence. So somehow that's okay, which was just insane to me. Um, so then the live team found his Twitter and his tweets were just, I mean, he had talked about burning down the Fox News Christmas tree every year. He had tweets like, oh, I hope my Republican students see this before they have to write their next essay, you know, talking about how stupid his students are. Like his Twitter was really crazy. So that's when I was like, okay, this teach, I just knew that if I even tried to have a conversation with him, he, I mean, I was just going to out myself for the semester and it was not going to be a fun semester for me. So I did drop the class that night. (laughs) I don't blame you. That is, that is insane. I don't even know how I would react if I got an assignment like that. I feel, I think I'd be a smart ass and like write about it the way that we see it, which is kind of the truth of what it is. Right. But if you, I mean, you put a screenshot of this up on your Twitter and it absolutely blew up. And this was a hundred point assignment. Like, I don't, I don't know what the grading scale in that class was, but it seemed like it was a pretty hefty, you know, point load. It was, it was my only assignment for the week. So we would obviously have maybe 12 of those writing assignments. And he only gave us 500 words to dive into this. So it wasn't even, it was just so poorly done. I just, Mm -hmm. I can't even imagine somebody who says, in their beginning email, you're only allowed to refer to me as Dr. Cook. If you refer to me as anything else, I'm not going to respond to you. And then have like, you know, expect that of your students, but then not act like you have a doctorate. That is not what I'm paying for. Right. Absolutely. So you take a screenshot of this assignment, you post it on your Twitter and it it blows up. It's got like 1300 quote retweets, 15,000 likes. And the responses are just all over the board. You've got a lot of support. You've got all the crazy leftists going on. I want to know what went on behind the scenes. Like were your DMs flooded? Did you get a lot of hate? Did you get a lot of love? So it was actually really cool. I had a few professors from Penn State reach out to me after my Fox interview and they're like, I'm so proud of you. Like keep fighting for this. So they emailed me at my Penn State email. Um, I had a ton of people in my DMs offering to write the assignment for me, which was so funny. Um, And then, you know, I felt super, I was confident in putting this out there because I was like, I know I'm right. I know this is wrong. Like somebody has to say something. There are so many active duty military members in these classes. Like I cannot imagine even asking them to write an assignment like this. So 
I think the day after I had posted, after Candace had retweeted it, the professor actually started responding to people in the comments. And he was like defending himself. And he's like, you know, this is a critical thinking assignment. And the student didn't give all of the details. And he was just like trying to make me look bad. So it did give me a little bit of anxiety because I was like, but then I, I knew I was right. And I was like, okay, this wasn't okay. Like, obviously he's going to go in and defend himself. And so I was like, I'm just going to have to accept that. He did end up deleting his Twitter because I think he had more people fighting back at him than agreed with him. But it wasn't a critical thinking assignment. I mean, I've had assignments where, you know, my last assignment in one of my classes last semester, we had to pick a topic we felt extremely passionate about. And this was another political science class. And so I picked, you know, having closed borders or stricter border laws in place. And I had to spend two pages writing why we should have open borders or, you know, the opposite view from mine. And then I got to go into my view. So I know what a critical thinking assignment looks like. And it was just so crazy that they would sit and act like this is what that was. Right. Yeah. I mean, for assignments that are similar like that, they often give you the opportunity to present the other side of the argument. I mean, it's all about being able to kind of see both sides, but this is just straight indoctrination. Like there's no way around it. And then you go onto his personal page and see how openly political he is. I mean, I wouldn't even want that for a professor that's super Republican. Like that's not a professor's job whatsoever. Absolutely not. And especially, I mean, it's one thing to be openly political and then it's another thing to say, okay, my students have to agree with this or I'm going to fail them. I mean, that, how can we, that's, I'm paying $20,000 a semester for that. Like that's insane. Yeah. No, thank you. No, thank you. And I know for a lot of students, they probably just like would have rolled over and gone with it because they didn't want to cause a wave. They didn't want to have to drop a class and pick up. They would have just gone with it. So, you know, what for you is the biggest motivation to kind of stand up and say, Hey, no, this, this isn't okay. Yeah. So I felt comfortable standing up for it because I knew I had turning point behind my back and I knew Charlie was there too. And so I was like, if they kick me out of school, like I have a huge organization that, you know, will cause an uproar over it. So I think that a lot of students don't feel like that. And they're like, oh my gosh, if I get kicked out, I've wasted so much money on school. And, you know, I'm just going to do what I need to do to get the A. And I was like, all right, well, I have to say something because I know I have the backing to say something. And all of the, I mean, every single class I have, because I'm an online student, most of the students are active duty military members or, you know, just coming out of the forces. So I just, I had to do it for them. I had to do it for the people who are just, you know, I need to write this assignment, even if I don't agree with it. I had so many people in my DM saying I had to write, I mean, few people from that class saying that they had had to write that assignment, but also from campuses all over the country saying, yeah, you know, my professor put me through this and this, but I couldn't speak out. So I just, I knew I had to be a voice because I had the backing where most people don't. Mm -hmm. That's very true. I mean, when you have people in your corner, it makes all the difference. And I think, you know, there's more people out there that are willing to back you or I or anybody up that stands up like that because it is so absolutely ridiculous. And for you, him to say that you weren't telling the full truth or made it up, I mean, you literally just took a screenshot of the actual assignment. Like there was no ad-limbing, there was no like doctoring the picture. It was just, here it is, black and blue. 
about the assignment and I even when I went on to Fox News I so before I left the class I screen recorded their lecture I took screenshots of the tweets I sent them every single document I had from the class so it's been a very open book like we sat and researched this class before I came out and said hey like this professor is indoctrinating students that's I didn't I was very strategic about it Mm -hmm. which is smart did you ever get a response from him personally I didn't get anything from him personally. I reached out to the dean of the school and they said they would look at into it and I never heard back from them. Um, it's actually super crazy because if you go to Penn State's Instagram account, they have deleted every single comment about this assignment and other things that they have going on at the school. So I saw a few comments of people like, why are you deleting my comment about the professor asking students to write about terrorism? And they also gave a statement to Fox News defending the professor. So, I mean, I think it, it, me coming out about it and it blowing up the way it did kept me from getting kicked out of school. But they, at the end of the day, they protected their professor. Right. Which is absolutely awful. I mean, really, it kind of sounds like what happened with me in ASU where they're just trying to save their butts publicly and like yep. cover it up, not talk about it, just pretend it didn't happen, which is ridiculous I mean they're a huge university and when you have other professors reaching out to you supporting you maybe that says that this is like the black sheep that shouldn't really be a professor I mean yeah it's insane to me but it's unfortunate that everyone else you know feels like they can't speak out about things so I just I I want people to know that you can and you just need to trust that what you're doing is right and everything will work out Mm-hmm. So for the kid that's listening to this that doesn't have the backing of a big organization like Turning Point, they're you know sitting at home alone, getting an assignment like this, know that it's wrong, but don't want to make waves. What's your advice to them? So my advice is to always stand up for your, what you believe in. I think that, you know, have a conversation with the professor if you can. I Turning Point does have students' backs, and I wish a lot more students knew that. Um, so I would always, and I, Turning Point's very outspoken about that. I just don't think that there's a ton of students that, like, trust. So I want them to trust that. Like, you can go to Charlie, send him an email, send, tweet at Turning Point what's going on. Like, there are organizations that will have your back and people that will have your back. So I just put it out there and send it to the right people. And I know Turning Point will get it out there. I know Charlie does. So there's definitely, they have everybody's back. And I just want kids to know that and know that you can speak out and you don't have to keep writing assignments to get the A because that's why our country is where it is and our education system is where it is because no one speaks out about it. Right, right. And unfortunately, as awful as your instance is, you're one in a million of kids that have to go through something like this in their university. What makes you unique? Mm -hmm. Was your decision to speak out and say, nope, not me, not doing it? Yep, for sure. And other students should do that too. I mean, I think this is the time where everyone needs to start speaking out about stuff like this. Yeah, I agree. So what's next for you? I assume you're still on track to graduate and everything. Yes, I haven't been kicked out of school so far. So (laughs) crossing my fingers, they're like, let's just let her finish the semester and we'll get rid of her. (laughs) Um, And, you know, I have a full-time job at Turning Point and I absolutely love being there. So right now I'm doing social media and, you know, producing a bunch of the social media content. So that's where I am right now. I think God has a plan for everyone and I don't try to plan too far in the future because 
I mean, it's crazy. So whatever he does, I'm just happy with. <laughs> right, exactly. You never know where he's going to take you or what he's going to yep, do. Definitely. Well, thank you, Kylie, so much for coming on and sharing your experience with this. We wish you all the best. Stay in the fight. Stay out there making waves for everybody because we need, you know, strong fighters like you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on. If you're a conservative ready to stand firm in their beliefs and fight for freedom, you're not going to want to miss a single episode of the Raise Right podcast. You can subscribe on any of your favorite podcast apps so you're up to date on what's going on in the political world. Be sure to like, follow, and share our content on the Instagram page at Raise Right Podcast and Facebook and Twitter at Raise Right Pod. This is what it means to be raised right. Podcasts by Federated Media.